This is Tim Tap, host of Tapping to the Truth that you can hear every Friday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on the K-Star Talk Radio Network, Liberty Talk FM, ZMA Radio, and the Vera Networks. Command codes verified. Program complete. Log on complete. Is in a crucial stage. It's not because of foreign wars we wage. It's more to do with the colors blue and red. Too many laws and too much government. Can you tell me where the Constitution went? The Bill of Rights is just hanging by a thread. So many people try to cross the border. Politicians build a new world order. Hello and welcome to today's broadcast of Tapping to the Truth. Hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are and whatever you may be doing, with all the usual caveats, of course. With you as always, I'm your ever-so-humble and mostly peaceful host, Tim Tap, coming to you live from historic Roan County, Tennessee. And we are indeed live going out across the airwaves at WCET-FM in beautiful Columbia, South Carolina. We're also on digital platforms being simulcast across a multitude of places, starting first and foremost with the last frequency part of the Vera Networks. Then, of course, we're on Liberty Talk FM, we're on K-Star Talk Radio, and we are on ZMA. So thank you so very much for being part of the live audience. Now, 
Beyond that, uh, there are, as Doug just informed me, some pirate radio stations that pick up our signals and broadcast that into less-than-friendly zones. So, in a lot of ways, we're kind of a voice of freedom and liberty in some places where if China and Russia were to have their way, and we can't leave Iran off of that list, uh, they would probably be trying to, well... Let's just say they don't want us talking to their people, but we're talking to their people. Anyway, thank you so much for being here. Also, in the event that something wacky happens and we lose the live signal, it is because there are severe thunderstorms in and around the controls uh, center. So Doug's doing his best to keep us online. Uh, and if you're listening to us live on one of the multiple platforms, uh, understand we'll do our best to get back up and going as quickly as possible. It may not be possible. So if that's what happens, apologies. We did try. Now, uh, we are looking at uh, having some great guests this evening. We've got Brandon Wichard uh, scheduled to rejoin us. He was scheduled to be with us last week, ran into some technical issues, and we're trying to reconnect this week. We're also scheduled to have Jason Nelson join us in the first hour as well. That should be an interesting conversation. And in hour number two, we have two returning guests. We've got Dr. Carol Lieberman, the terrorist psychologist, and Robert Bortens should be joining us as well. And I haven't told uh, Doug yet, but we have confirmations right now for next Friday. So we're looking to have Gregory Wrightstone come back, Mark Mix come back, and in the second hour, we've got Double Trouble with Double Duty as Randy L. Noble and Becky Noble are both slated to join us for different sections. So it should be fun, exciting, and at the very least, if we connect to one, shouldn't be too hard to get the other. All right, with all that being said, what do you say I tell you about something special, near and dear to my heart. Of course, what I'm talking about is you visiting our friends over at 4Patriots by going to 4Patriots.com backslash T-A-P-P. The rationale there, you get to uh, slide right in and see this week's deals. Now, I've asked you for weeks now when things go sideways, and you notice I'm saying when, not if. But when, when things go sideways, will you be prepared? Nobody's in a better position to help you get there than our friends over at 4Patriots. And if you go to 4Patriots.com backslash T-A-P-P, they're going to know I sent you, and you're going to get to start with their special deals of the week. Now, sometimes uh, these items change relatively quickly. Sometimes the items will hang around for a bit. Uh, they're, they're trying to offer you special deals, but the upside there is you can also shop the rest of the site once you're there. So one more time, take a minute or two. Uh, make sure that you have all the things that you might need and some of the really cool things that maybe you don't need, but it'd be really great to have, like that solar gold fridge that I keep eyeballing. Uh, just give them a quick visit. The number four, don't try to type in the word, type in just the number, 4patriots.com backslash T-A-P-P. All right. Well, you say we actually now go ahead and bring on the gentleman who has been a geopolitical analyst for some time. He's the author of award-winning, fantastic books like Winning Space, How America Remains a Superpower, Biohacked, China's Race to Control Life, and his most recent book in very timely in a lot of different ways, The Shadow War, 
Iran's quest for supremacy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show, Mr. Brandon J. Wichard. Brandon, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Before we jump into any of today's topics, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me back. And sorry about the technical issues a couple weeks ago, but uh, it's good to be back online here and uh, looking forward to having this discussion. All right. Well, definitely glad to have you. And uh, uh, obviously, technical issues happen a lot. Uh, usually, it's happening on my end of things. So I certainly <laughs> understand and appreciate your efforts. Uh, you know, we've got a lot of stuff going on uh, that's just absurd at this point, quite honestly. Uh, I actually wrote a piece that uh, a couple of days ago that uh, got published over at BizPack Review questioning why our government, at least in particular Democrats, seem to be so concerned about the thought process and the will of the Ayatollah uh, more so than that of the American people. But uh, the, the shadow war uh, that uh, you talk about in your book, Iran's Quest for Supremacy, they've done uh, a really good job of making friends with Russia. And now uh, with Russia being so tight with China, they've kind of expanded the family and they have a new level of relationship with China and North Korea. They still continue to uh, – they're not – Full control, I think, but they have a lot of sway, right. a lot of power with folks like Hezbollah, Hamas, and the Houthis, who, strangely yeah. enough, the Houthis are attacking everybody in the Red Sea except for China, which, again, right. circles back around. But Absolutely. Absolutely. Was, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. Well, you're, you're, you're completely right. Um, you know, it's important to understand, though. Um, you know, with operational control, I think you're right. These groups are not fully under operational control. However, by, with with, um, with uh, Iran, however, in 2016 December, uh, the leadership of Iran met with the leadership of Hezbollah, Hamas, um, and uh, Fatah, which is another Palestinian terrorist organization. And basically in Beirut, they decided they were going to pull their resources together and they were going to plan out the next uh, third and final, as they said, intifada. And the person who spearheaded that meeting in Beirut in 2016 was none other than now uh, General Qasim Soleimani, who Trump famously uh, assassinated. And the reason that this thing between Hamas and Israel didn't happen four or five years ago was because Trump assassinated the ringleader. But now the Iranians have had time to recoup their losses, and they're, they're now having a, a weaker president in America who they know won't actually respond to them. So this is why they feel compelled to do this. And the reason that they are doing these attacks is this is part of a wider strategy by Iran to basically attack America's partners in the region, like Israel and the Saudis and the Sunni Arabs, in order to weaken America's standing in the region so that Iran can become the dominant power, bringing with them China and Russia. Well, you know, it's it's surprising to me that so many people still aren't quite cluing in. Uh, I, I don't know how much evidence you have to show people now. There is a willful blindness, a willful ignorance, not just among the American public uh, that lean to the left, but among the diplomats that are supposed to be working for the American people, uh, the American interest and our allies' interest, and 
this strange idea popped up about the time that Barack Obama was in office, it really started getting vocalized, and that being that America could step back from the Middle East if Iran was strong enough to act as a counterbalance against Israel yep. and Saudi Arabia. Yep. Uh, they, they wanted this push back in region. And it completely ignores the fact that both China and Russia want and have a lot of influence in the region. And it also completely ignores Iran's stated goals, and that is to wipe out the little Satan and then the big Satan so exactly. they can bring forth the arrival of the 12th Imam. And yep. folks, they've got this disconnect. But, Brandon, what is the driving force for political activists throughout the West here in the States and other parts of the West to willfully ignore that and to continue to at least look the other way yeah. when we know uh, Iran doesn't want a direct confrontation, but they love playing the proxy wars. Right, right. And your assessment is completely perfect here. Um, the, the issue is the Democratic Party, uh, since Jimmy Carter, beginning with Carter's presidency, has incrementally moved to a place of sympathy and uh, tacit alignment with the Islamists of the Middle East, in particular, the Islamists who run Iran. And this is partly born out of the idea that Democrats believe America is inherently a, a fallen place, a terrible place, and that we are colonizers and therefore we've committed grave historical injustices. We, they think that we have committed historical injustices against the Iranians. And so by making nice with the Islamists of Iran, who the Democrats in America believe represent the majority will of the people in Iran, which of course they don't, but the Democrats think they do, the Democrats think that by playing nice with that group, no matter how crazy that group is, and no matter how badly that group wants to hurt us, if we play nice enough, if we appease them enough, that will make them eventually become a normal country that wants to treat us nicely and do business with us. Of course, this was the thinking of Neville Chamberlain with Adolf Hitler. and We know how that played out. Something similar is going to play out. There's another reason. But the Democrats and the American left, or the, 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 the left in the West, view Iran, the Islamists there, sympathetically. It's not just ideological fellow traveler syndrome. It's also... As we're now finding out with these senior members of the Biden administration, Iranian intelligence it has put Biden administration officials on their payroll. The guy in charge of the Biden administration's uh, outreach to Iran, Bob Malley, is in fact a paid Iranian agent. There's a woman at the Pentagon who's in charge of uh, Palestinian issues for the Pentagon who is a paid Iranian agent. Uh, throughout the State Department, there are paid, there are people who are secretly taking money from the Iranians to help shape U.S. foreign policy and make it more conducive to Iran. And then you tack on what you said with this balancing theory that Obama believed in, that if he let the Iranians get their get nukes, that would balance against the Israelis. So you have all of these theories and beliefs, you know, you know, percolating on the left. And that's why we have the current administration's policies that we have. It's a complete disaster, and it's going to get a lot of Americans killed if we're not careful. Well, yeah, that kind of leads into my next question. 
I mean, obviously, and, and we've discussed this before, Biden set the stage with what this administration was going to look like on the world stage with the disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan. Uh, it appears as if we're spineless. You know, it's not even that we have no teeth or that we're a paper tiger. We literally don't have the strength of a paper tiger. The response isn't going to be there. But in order to have prevented this issue between Hamas and Israel from expanding, uh, becoming a larger, potentially even dragging into, at the very least, a multinational skirmish. And I dare, I don't want to say the words out loud because I'm afraid I'm going to help bring it into being, but <laughs> potentially a next world war. Uh, is there any way, given the current responses, that it's avoidable at this point? Because if you don't smack down the Houthis, if you don't right. send a, a strong message to Iran that we don't necessarily want direct conflict with you, but we're going to take care of these issues to the side that are challenging not just our ally, but literally everyone in the world when it comes to trade, if we don't do those things firmly – why what what is the possible incentive to not push this to a point that other nations actively get involved against Israel and eventually we have to do something uh, yeah. for our own good because we know that there are terrorist operatives already operating here on American soil ready for their yep. orders uh, just this past week caught an Iranian jihadi in New York yep. coming across the yep. northern border so yep, exactly. what do we do yep. Yeah, so, you know, the biggest thing to remember is um, when we're talking about geopolitics in the modern age, the disastrous withdrawal of Afghanistan is year zero. Okay, that is the beginning of the end of America's superpower status, and it was initiated by Biden. That's not to say we needed to stay in Afghanistan. I don't think we needed to, but we needed to pull out in a way that signaled strength and competence. Instead, it signaled weakness and incompetence, which invites challenge from the Eurasian dictators who are chauvinistic and they are absolutely mired in an old world mentality of being the alpha male and the dominant one. And when you look weak, they're going to pick you apart just because it's the thing to do. Um, and so they're challenging us ever since that pullout. You've had the Russian invasion of Ukraine, never happened under Trump. You had all these provocations from China with their neighbors, rarely happened under Trump. You have this, the crisis in the Middle East. You have the Venezuelans threatening to invade Guyana. That would destabilize Latin America even more than it is, sending refugee flows up to us in even larger numbers. All of this happened because of the geopolitical shockwave that was created by the disastrous Afghan pullout. And then you're looking in the context of Iran and the greater Middle East, the Iranians are looking at that and they're saying the Americans lost to the Taliban. And let's just call it what it is. The Taliban defeated us. Um, in Afghanistan. Then they're looking to the south and going, the American Navy, the world's premier Navy, cannot apparently use a modicum of force to destroy the Houthis, who are just a band of rebels hiding out in caves with Kalishnikovs and drones. And the Navy cannot stop it. They're looking for, the Biden team is looking for the Seashells Navy to help help us out. So this is, this is not a good signal to be sending if you're trying to deter Iran from escalating. They think Right now is the time to escalate because there's a weakling in the Oval Office. They can't be sure, however, if in 2025, after the election in the United States is over, they will still have that weakling in office. If, if Trump is reelected, 
the Iranians know their little games are going to end quickly. So they're going to keep escalating now because they know Biden is so weak. They know he's a fellow traveler. They know his administration has been penetrated. And they know that he won't ultimately stand up to them because he's afraid of them because he ultimately wants to get a deal from them. Yeah. Yeah, he's got it in his head somehow that this is part of his legacy, trying to reestablish yes. everything that Obama had done. And it still feels well, he's like Obama's meat puppet. That's what he is. Yeah. I mean, it's a common phrase. A lot of us have used it. I've referred to it myself. This is Obama's third term. Uh, but yep. it feels like everything's on steroids. I mean, they were at least cautious the first four years. But there's so many connections and threads that continue to exist. I mean, there was such a level of realism in the United States after the uh, exile of the Shah, and we saw them take American hostages in our embassy, yeah. and under Carter, he was weak then. So now they've got this notion somehow that Democrats equal weakness – but what, as you pointed out quite uh, eloquently and uh, on multiple tie-ins, we're not even looking at the consideration of weakness anymore. We're looking as though we have operatives openly working yeah. for them instead of working yeah. for us. So yeah. why wouldn't they press that advantage? Exactly, exactly, because they can't be sure if a Republican, notably Trump, takes power that they will have the same advantage. So all of these regimes – uh, China, Russia, Iran, Venezuela, North Korea, all of these regimes are going for broke now because they know this very well may be the end of their window of opportunity. So they're sort of going to use it before they lose it. And that's when the real danger of a global war comes into effect because they're making these extravagant, you know, violent calculations um, and it could rapidly devolve into a real crisis scenario. Um, and it's not going to happen, though. The World War III, which you mentioned earlier, the whole point I wrote the book, The Shadow War, was to warn people it's, you know, how bad Ukraine is. It's awful. How bad Taiwan and China could be is awful. But those aren't going to be the triggers of World War III. It's going to be the cauldron, the powder keg that is the Middle East. And specifically, you know, if World War I and World War II was about the reason they fought over Germany's place in Europe. World War III is going to be fought over Iran's place in the Middle East. And that's where we're headed because Biden is preternaturally incapable of securing American interests. And that is why we are where we are. Now, I mean, in all honesty, I think you have to understand American interests before you can secure them. Sure. And yeah. if, if he does understand them, then he's clearly bought and paid for it. Not that that's the first time that accusation has been made. But uh, I, I think it's also short-sighted to not recognize that uh, there are other hands involved here. There are puppeteers. Iran is relying heavily on their friends, uh, both old and new. But again, just the danger and the threat they represent based on the philosophies. And once again, we look to the left, and you, you have to think that the folks that aren't uh, on the payroll – are your typical leftists that just don't understand people of faith, even if that faith happens to be exactly. a genocidal <laughs> in the world kind of belief. Yeah. So they just don't take them at their word. They don't believe them when they say, this is our plan, this is what we're going to do. Yeah. And that's yeah. where you end up yeah. with insanity like 
queers for Palestine. Yeah. What's it going to take to wake up the American <laughs> public that's part of those organizations? Well, I'm afraid what it's going to take is probably a nuke going off in one of our cities, which you mentioned the broken border and these Iranian agents were arresting. I've been tracking for the better part of almost two years now these stories coming out of the Middle East about Iranian uranium shipments going to the Houthis that was actually intercepted by al-Qaeda in Yemen. Another shipment was shipped to London, Heathrow, uh, where it was supposed to be picked up by Hezbollah agents, but the London authorities intercepted it. That's just what we know about. I believe there's a wider conspiracy by Iran to move their nuclear material into the waiting hands of their operatives in western cities, many of whom made it into the United States through our broken border, where they will then build the weapons in you know, the city, and then if an actual war breaks out between the U.S. and Iran, they will detonate those dirty bombs in our cities as a first strike. And so my concern is that, you know, the enemy's already behind the, the wall, and, uh, you know, we could be waking up soon. The only upside to this is that the American people would finally realize the Iranian regime does not want a deal with us. They don't, they don't want peace under any circumstance. They want to destroy us. They want to destroy our people, and they want to take over their region, all in an effort to accomplish their religious goals. And that's where you're right. The, the American elite are so secular, they simply cannot understand the, the, the religious element. There's a geopolitical element that's more easy to understand. The Iranians want to dominate their region. But there is a religious element to that regime, which believes they must initiate a global nuclear war in order to release their messiah, the Mahdi. And it's very important for the Christians in your audience to understand the Iranian, the Shiite Iranian Mahdi, their Messiah, is actually the Christian's Antichrist. And so that is what we are facing right now. Yeah. You know, the tragic thing, though, uh, Brandon, is I really think that even if this truth is revealed, we have such a large number of people operating in the United States now that are citizens that have taken this nation for granted, that have been convinced yeah of this oppressor oppressed paradigm that they yep. would believe that they're on the righteous side if they help them that they would cheer it we see that yep. going on since the hamas attack in israel we see uh, this playing out on college campuses and my fear is we've lost a generation of young people that yep. are going to help bring about the destruction uh any final thoughts before we say our goodbyes sir yeah, um, you know, the, what is it? The, the night is always darkest before dawn. Um, I really do believe what Churchill said about us, that basically the Americans will do everything wrong until they do the right thing. Uh, and I really, I have faith, I, st I have to, that we all can get it right in 2024 and elect, as imperfect as he may be, Donald Trump, who has a proven track record specifically in the Middle East for han effectively handling the Iranians. Uh, if we don't, then all the nightmares we're talking about become truly real, and, uh, you know, God God help us. Yeah. Well, there's no question. Uh, one thing Donald Trump is capable of uh, is keeping foreign uh, dignitaries and foreign leaders on their toes because he projects right. strength, and he also projects a certain level of unpredictability, and he manages yeah. to do that without actually getting us into wars, or at least he did. Brandon, real quick, please let everybody know where they can find your work. Feel free to share any websites you need to, yeah. and uh, also, as long as you're inviting people to follow you anywhere on social media, yeah. feel free to throw out those handles and platforms. 
Absolutely. Well, you can get my books any really bookstore, but the local bookstores unfortunately are dying off. So I would just say go online, Amazon, Target, Barnes and Noble, Walmart. They all have my books. Just either look up my name, and that's spelled W-E-I-C-H-E-R-T, or type in the titles of the books you're interested in. Uh, you can follow me on Truth Social, Twitter, and Getter under the same handle, at we the Brandon. And also I'm excited to announce that this fall, right before the election, my fourth book called right now titled uh, A Disaster of Our Own Making, detailing the true history of the Ukraine war, is going to be coming out uh, probably in, uh, around the election this year. So stay tuned, please. Excellent. Well, Brandon, as always, I appreciate your time uh, you spend with us today. And uh, as always, I look forward to getting together again with you soon. Something tells me we're going to have a lot to talk about even before the new book comes out. Godspeed to you, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let me know. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Brandon J. Wichert. There will be uh, links in the show description for the podcast listeners. And uh, let me real quick remind you that a lot of what we were talking about is the reason why you need to visit our friends over at Vanish Holsters. Do not find yourself in that negative, terrible, very no good place to be unarmed. If something occurs where you have to take that moment to stand up and defend yourself, defend your family, defend your friends and neighbors, all because of a lack of comfort. And I know it's easy to think, well, I'm not going to need that today. There's a reason why you carry. It's because you never know when you're going to, and it's better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. Uh, cliche, maybe at this point, but true? Yes, absolutely. So uh, visit our friends over at Vanish Holsters. That's V-N-S-H dot com backslash T-A-P-P. Uh, that will automatically activate a discount for you. One more time, vnsh.com backslash T-A-P-P. And uh, don't go anywhere. We'll be back after this very brief break. My name's Joe Biden. All men and women created by the go, you know the, you know the thing. Joe Brandon, I agree. I mean, he has made clear that. Uh, 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 no, no. I promise you, the president has a big stick. I keep forgetting I'm president. Make America Great Again, known as MAGA, is a noble cause. But unless we the people make excellence great again, our republic's best days will only remain a fond memory. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's Face from the Edwards Notebook brought to you by Constitutional Grounds Coffee, it was a time in our republic when Americans took pride in a job well done. No matter what the job, career, or entrepreneurial venture, excellence of results was expected and demanded. Excellence was taught from Christian pulpits and Jewish synagogues from the biblical chapters in Proverbs. Parents taught their children to seek to be excellent in all they do, whether it was schoolwork, household chores, etc. So long as the principle of excellence, along with high moral standards, were passed down to each succeeding generation, America was great. 
because through excellence, along with high moral standards, our republic maintained her one-time position as the envy of the world and one nation under God. So yes, America can be great again, but only if we the people are willing to work to reestablish the standard of excellence. Let us make excellence great again, and then America will truly be great again. I'm Ron Edwards. Join me live weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 Pacific. To find out where, go to theronedwards.com. These stocks designed specifically for people who haven't started investing yet or don't know how to do it or haven't been trained how to do it or are worried about investing in the stock market that they've never done before. It's a robo-advisor system that really simplifies the investing process. The challenge we all have is that as you work and you grow in your career, you have to put something aside for yourself when you retire, around 65 years old. And the idea of Beanstalks is to simplify that whole process. In other words, put aside 10% of your salary each week, maybe just $100, and let it go to work in the stock market for you. And what Beanstalk does is basically automate that process for you. Easy to set up. You can transfer directly to your bank account and puts it into exchange-traded funds, which are baskets of many stocks, which gives you diversification. That's the whole key, the idea that you can have this done for you weekly or bi-monthly. But the most important thing is to start now and make it so that you are putting something aside for your own retirement. Beanstalks just makes it really simple to do. Constitutional Grounds, the hot air roasted coffee that produces a smoother, richer, healthier, and less acetic coffee. Our unique hot air roasted coffee has a most delicious taste that everyone is raving about. Because you want the best, Constitutional Grounds is the coffee you want in your cup. Simply go to BlueEdgeCoffeeCrafters.com and click on to the Constitutional Grounds coffee display to make your purchase and to be sure to use the RE10 promo code and you will receive a 10% discount. Remember... Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. Introducing Einstock. Drink. Conquer. Repeat. Einstock beer is a globally distributed, award-winning Icelandic craft beer. Einstock is created from the Icelandic water that flows from glaciers through lava fields and delivers some of the purest water on Earth. Knowing that beer is 95% water, we source the first and most vital ingredient from the local springs of a mountain that stands guard over the town of Akiari, just 60 miles south of the Arctic Circle. Einstock beer is crafted with locally sourced ingredients, and the brewery runs from 100% renewable energy sources, geothermal and hydropower. Einstock has become the number one craft beer and also the number one alcohol export from Iceland. Here in the United States, you can find Einstock beer on the shelves at retail chains like ABC Fine Wine and Spirits, Bemmo, Cost Plus World Market, HEB in Texas, Kroger, Publix, Target, Total Wine, Trader Joe's, and Whole Foods, just to name a few. So won't you raise a glass and drink Repeat. 
When I invented my pillow, my passion was to help each and every one of you. And 20 years later, all of your support is what keeps us going. Because of you, we've been able to create thousands of USA jobs and help millions get the best sleep ever. To thank you, my employees and I are bringing you a limited edition my pillow. The Giza Elegance My Pillow is made with my patented adjustable fill, the most amazing cotton, and a two-inch pipe gusset. It has four custom loft levels, machine washable and dryable, and you get my 60-day money-back guarantee and 10-year warranty. Go to mypillow.com and use promo code TAPP or call 1-800-659-9936. That's mypillow.com with promo code TAPP. From all of us here at my pillow hi this is matt fitzgibbons at patriotmusic.com if you share my passion for the simple but timeless principles that made our republic great and you like rock music check out my five albums and videos on american history at patriotmusic.com you say gun control is using both hands i've gotta be This is Jason Nelson, and you're listening to Tim Tap with Tap into the Truth. All right, everybody. Thank you very much for staying with us through that break. And, of course, you just heard Jason Nelson. He'll be joining us here in just a moment. But before we do that, I need to remind you that right now the economy is still on a roller coaster ride. Inflation is slowing, but we haven't hit deflation. And now the Fed is threatening to lower interest rates again uh, next year. Uh, obviously, they want the economy to pop back off a little bit uh, for an election year so that you might not think it's as bad to stay on the current course. But here's the thing. What you need to keep in mind is gold has been up just a little bit the last uh, week or so. That always happens when energy is in flux or when the dollar gets a little soft, uh, primarily because of inflationary forces or things of that nature. So if you've been thinking about gold or maybe you don't understand how physical gold can help you to diversify and protect your hard-earned wealth, you need to go ahead and call my gold company, the folks over at Harvard Gold Group. They are Better Business Bureau approved with five-star ratings across the board. They make it easy to buy and easy to sell. They've got a low price guarantee, and they have a huge free promotional gold and silver uh, level, uh, 15000 with a qualifying purchase. That's If you're going to invest heavily, you might as well take advantage of free gold and silver. But all you have to do is give them a call for their free investor's guide right now. So whether you want to protect that retirement account or you just want to have gold in hand, 
Call Harvard Gold Group right now. You can do that by dialing the digits 844-977-GOLD. That's 844-977-4653. Or you can give them a quick visit online at harvardgoldgroup.com. Either way, uh, be sure to mention uh, promo code TAP, T-A-P-P, or mention the show, Tap Into the Truth. That'll qualify you for an additional $250 of free gold or silver on top of any other promotional activities going on with a qualifying purchase, of course. But uh, regardless, give these folks a call. They're great. They're trustworthy. And if you're not in a position that gold and silver makes sense for you at this point, unlike other folks that are just going to sell you on it, they'll tell you, hey, look, this isn't where you're at right now. Maybe you should look at something else. And that's what sets them apart. That's what I like best about them. So one more time, that's 844-977-GOLD. 844-977-4653, or go ahead and give harvardgoldgroup.com a visit online. Okay, uh, now, what do you say we bring on our next guest, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, this man exemplifies uh, Americana in a way that very few people did. He's a disabled U.S. Army veteran who actually had served as a Marine Previous to that, he ran for Congress, uh, the 17th Congressional District of Texas, and he ended up getting involved in a situation in a hotel room when he was just out on a rare date night with his wife that ended up putting him in the middle of a situation that I'm going to let him tell that story because you need to know who this man is. And that's where we're going to start before we get into today's primary target. So, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show for the first time, Mr. Jason Nelson. Jason, how are you doing today, sir? Tim, I'm, I'm doing great. I had a nice physical therapy on my hip. I had a hip replacement seven weeks ago, partially due to the incident we're about to talk about. But uh, I'm doing great. I have a healthy and happy family who just enjoyed the holiday season together. So uh, we are very blessed as a family, and we uh, feel it, and we are just uh, a joyous family. Thank you for having yeah. me on. Oh, well, uh, the, the pleasure is mine, sir. Uh, first and foremost, thank you for your service uh, in uniform. It, it, not a, a common thing for somebody to serve in two separate branches. Uh, before we jump into the the hotel story, what was it that led you from being a Marine uh, to bring you back into the Army? You know, I had actually started, I, so I did eight years in the Marine Corps, four years active duty, four years reserve, and I went to college and um, – I went back and attempted to go back into the Marine Corps, but they figured out that I learned how to read, so I couldn't come back in. So I went and looked <laughs> at the Army. Um, no, I, I wanted to do one specific job, uh, that job I'd heard about and had interviewed for and was very interested in. It was called Civil Affairs and Psychological Operations. Uh, unfortunately, the Marine Corps had a very limited branch. It wasn't even about uh, competition. It was just how limited their operational structure was. So I had the opportunity to go look at USASOC, um, uh, uh, the USASOC KPOC team, which is the United States Army Civil Affairs uh, and Psychological Operations Command under uh, U United States Army Special Operations Command. And after interviewing and and being and then going through selection, doing everything else that we needed to do, um, I, I was very proud to be attached to numerous units. That's job was to analyze complex problems around the world and, and, and solve them and be able to prove that we solved them. So it was, a, it was a wonderful experience. Unfortunately, the jab forced me out uh, 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 19 and a half years, but um, you know, I'm 100% combat disabled and I wouldn't change a single thing. 
Yeah. Well, again, thank you so much for your service. Uh, we could all use uh, just a small dose of the level of dedication and perseverance that you have demonstrated over the years. Uh, now, again, I'm still trying to paint a picture for everybody in case there's some of the listeners that aren't familiar with you so that they understand once we get to the topic of uh, district swapping that we're going to get to here in a little bit, I, I want them to know that your full background and why you are uh, somebody that's worth talking to on this subject because, you know, obviously anybody can have an opinion. You have an informed opinion. But before we uh, talk about that, we've established your service in uniform. You provided a pretty solid service out of uniform that led to some of this disability that you're talking about when you were in Hotel Indigo, uh, one of those upscale hotels in Waco, Texas. And you ended up in a bit of a scuffle. So lay lay out the scene here and, and tell that story if you don't mind. Not at all. So my wife and I had one of those rare date nights, as most people who've been married and have four children understand. It means I got my wife dinner in the hotel lobby. Uh, we uh, Nice dinner. Uh, went upstairs, put her in a bubble bath, and then let her sleep um, without any kids crawling all over her or anyone bothering her. So perfect date night. Uh, unfortunately, at three in the morning, we were awakened to screams. Um, uh, it wasn't a medical or fire emergency as we'd hoped. Uh, and I was forced uh, – well, we came across a scene where a woman uh, was uh, screaming that um, a man was trying to kill three, uh, a couple of women inside of a room. Uh, that she had escaped, and um, you know it's a very complex, chaotic situation. But I retrieved my firearm and attempted to uh, de-escalate the situation, or at least extract the man. And having looked, heard the 911 tapes, and seen the videos, and seen the the, the crime scene afterwards, um, obviously I made the right decision to intervene. Um, but unfortunately, the end result of it was that uh, somebody who because there were uh, – the police had not res uh, responded yet. There were no hotel security, and I was alone in that hallway, and no other man came to join and, and help me. Um, I was forced to use overwhelming force when he attacked me, so I was able to get him out of the room and away from these women that he was attempting to kill. Uh, but this 350-pound monster picked me up by the neck, slammed me into a wall, and tried to take my firearm. So I, I was forced to shoot him, unfortunately. Uh, but – uh, and, and rendered first aid. But in the end, uh, what we did find out was this was a lot more complex. It, it turns out that these women were, were there to be um, trafficked uh, um, and sexually assaulted and that they have disappeared, that they were trafficked out of Houston and that we're finding a direct line to the chaos at the border right now. So uh, it was a uh, an insane situation that you never want to find yourself in. You find yourself in a squad car. Your wife had a rifle pointed in her face and put in a squad car. Um, but at the same time, I, I know and I can say with a, with full conscience that had I not gotten involved, it would have been far worse outcome for the women who were in that room based on the time it took for the police to arrive. Yeah. Well, I know that you're a man of faith, Jason, and I have no doubt in my mind that you were there for a reason. That was part of God's purpose to, to intervene there uh, because, as you pointed out, Nobody else around there was going to intervene. A lot of none of my business and a lot of I don't want to get involved mentality. Uh, you were there for a reason, and I, for one, am glad that you were, although I do hate that you had to go through all the legal ramblings and uh, the physical issues as well. Uh, it, it takes a special kind of person to put themselves in harm's way, to stand between uh, the innocent and the uh, violent criminal, and uh, you've 
again, during your service in the Marines and then later in the Army, you proved that that's part of the mindset that you have. But then civilian life, here you are, you're doing this as well. Uh, just phenomenal uh, character, sir. And again, thank you for, for what you did there. Uh, the sex trafficking is one of the most horrific uh, businesses that on go inside this country, and a lot of it is still being controlled by forces that are outside of the U.S. too. So the extent of what was going on there, especially uh, in Texas, who knows how much you actually disrupted and how many other people that you uh, may have saved. But beyond that, you also uh, you're the co-founder of Prepper All Naturals. Uh, a survival food company, which is a fantastic purpose. Again, trying to make sure that people are prepared is one of the missions that I have here. Uh, I, I, my primary uh, sponsor is Four Patriots, so I don't think they'll be too happy if we talk too much about it. But you are my <laughs> guest, so you're allowed to talk a little bit about it. Uh, how did you come to founding Prepper All Naturals? And, uh, of course, I'll give you a chance when we're done talking uh, to throw out websites and what have you. But how did you go from from your previous service to deciding that this was a business that you wanted to uh, to get into. I tell you what, I'll make it easy on your sponsor. So the, there's a great dovetail here. Uh, the reason I ended up with that company is, again, I, I'm, I'm a solution-oriented person, but let's go back to I, – I ran for Congress, right? So I retired from the Army, and funny enough, while on terminal leave, uh, I was actually actively running for uh, the 17th district here. Now, I finished in second place out of four. I beat a Republican county chair, but I did lose to the incumbent Pete Sessions uh, uh, pretty badly. But when, I, when you look back, I did a 45-day campaign, um, maybe 60 days, and it was – 14% of the vote. Uh, but what was I doing during that campaign? Or did I truly believe that with very little money, I, when I say very little, I mean nothing, uh, that I would be able to beat a 22-year incumbent? That wasn't the purpose. The purpose was to announce to my community, one, I'm here to serve you, and I'm not. I'm here to, to visibly serve you. Uh, and secondly, and I bring a wealth of experience in that, but secondly, I needed to hear from the community what they wanted, which is something I think that a lot of members of Congress fail to do. They don't go to their community and say, what is it that you want? Not what do you want in an appropriations bill? Uh, what do you want in your community that we can help build? And I remember a very distinct conversation with one of the sheriffs, and he said, we need agrarian jobs supported here. We have a huge beef industry and poultry industry. And we, on top of that, we need to support uh, mid-tech jobs, jobs that are, are high-paying jobs that, that the average person can come in and learn and grow with and be able to support their families. So that was the impetus. I wanted to create a company that revolved around that. Now, I, I don't even call us a survival beef company. We're a freeze-dried protein company. Uh, we have beef. Bison uh, is coming this month. But the purpose behind it was um, to give Americans an option for clean food and to give them uh, uh, and, and to be able to say, hey, you can count on this and gain security from this for the next 10 to 25 years. Um, the flip side of that meant that we had to look at the complexities of the problems that existed here and find those simple solutions, simple solutions to create uh, you know, a product flow, simple solutions for a supply chain, uh, again, talking about security and things people could count on. So the impetus was the congressional run. The The result is that we've created a company that now supports over 40 jobs here in the local area um, that we process over 90 uh, head of cattle per month. 
that's that's a lot of cattle uh, that we then ship around the country and and make people aware of, of what the local economy can produce. And we're proud to be able to sit here and say that I know directly we provide over 10 working families with the, an income they can be proud of and that they can grow into. And these were the promises I made. And just like the incident in the hotel, you know, I swore an oath a long time ago to serve and defend this nation and to protect it. And I swore an oath when I ran for office here that I would uh, put this community first. And as a leader, as, as an NCO and a senior staff NCO, we were constantly reminded that if we are profiting individually from our efforts, then we're doing it wrong. Uh, that we should be looking to serve others, that the rewards that come with that are a functioning system in which all people um, uh, do better. Yeah. Well, you know, here's here's my thoughts on that. Uh, you are truly exemplifying what is best about America. And with all that having been said, I didn't think we needed a whole lot of time to talk about the topic, but I did want to discuss with you uh, something that's actually happening in Colorado. Now, obviously, we already know Colorado's trying to knock Trump completely off the ballot. Don't figure that the uh, Republicans should get the, their choice of who to vote for. But a lot of people have actually been going after uh, a Congresswoman uh, Boebert because she's switching districts uh, and she's doing so uh, in order to get into a district that is more solid red uh, as opposed to kind of a a reddish now becoming purplish district she's not quite as certain that she can win and a lot of people are criticizing her for that rather than staying in the district so as someone who's run for congress in texas and who understands the pressures of what's going on i just wanted to get uh, with a, a few moments of your time your thoughts on uh, if that criticism is fair and and if it is fair why you think so but of course if it isn't why you think it's not so the criticism in general is fair um i i am one who believes that you should live in your district it doesn't matter if you just moved there or if you have been there for 50 years uh the fact of the matter is is that you do need to live in the community because your policies are going to directly impact your community so if you don't live there you have an issue as i mentioned before uh, you know when i was running you're going out there and you're asking everyone what do you want um constituent services is one of the the greatest failures. I'm not. Uh, I have no idea what uh, uh, Congresswoman Boebert's uh, constituency services are, so I'm not referring to her. But I'm just referring in general. It's one of the most integral parts of of being a member of Congress, and it's also one of the places we fail the, the hardest. And so look at my district, which takes over uh, five hours to drive across. So when I was running, you know, you're out on the road for 18 hours, and you might stop three times. And each place has a unique need. Each county has a unique need. So you it's a lot to do that. So let's say just on that end one, I, I can criticize that and say, hey, are, do you know the needs of your community out in eastern Colorado versus western Colorado, which is an entirely different environment? Uh, using the word rural, it doesn't cover it. Uh, it's entirely different economy. It's an entirely different set of needs, and it's a, basically an entirely different we weather system when you're talking about Colorado. But let's move past that. If she's an effective member of Congress and she passes uh, – uh, she's actually – Accomplishing the change that she's so brash and loud about, then that would be one thing. Um, but what I see happening is, is I believe she was financially edged out. It is a more purple district, but she's she's being called out for certain activity, and and I think she can't really defend herself as much. And she's a celebrity in a lot of areas. Again, I think she's 
Uh, I'm, I'm glad that she's in Congress, but I do believe that this is a situation where you have a district where no matter what, you'd have a Republican win, okay? And she's going in there and taking that to keep her job. If she were to lose in her district, then she loses her district and it goes purple or, or goes red, uh, blue for this time. But they've raised $7.5 million already for their candidate. So when she says she's doing it to help draw atten- uh, to help give them what they need, that's not for those people. Who's going to come in and raise seven and a half million dollars in the next six months to be able to compete against them against? And who's going to fight to defend that seat? Most congressional seats can be won with a million dollars. The reason that money was raised to fight against her, I get that. But when you look at her legislative victories, you have to ask yourself, other than appropriations for her communities, what is she going in there and accomplishing that matches up with her rhetoric? And is it worthwhile to give up a a steady red seat to her versus having her take that war chest that she has and fight the the fight that she claims she wants to fight in western Colorado? That may not be a popular opinion. Um, Again, I don't personally know her. I've only met her a couple times. But – it's a fact, and and if we're going to complain about term limits and about members of Congress only seeking out notoriety or fame for themselves, then I think it's time we talk about that overall, even on the Republican side. Yeah. Well, you know, I have had an opportunity to talk to uh, Ms. Bobert a couple of times. Uh, again, both of those occasions, however, were when she was running for office. Uh, and, and strangely enough, I haven't been able to get her back on since she got into office. Don't hold that against her. I like her personally. I think she is representative of a lot of what we're looking for. But I, I find myself agreeing with you as far as this district swap. I do think you need to, to stand up and fight for the district that you actually are a part of. I agree that you should live in the district you run. I have questions about any state that allows anything different because if you're voting for an elected official, they should be uh, elected to represent the district that they are a part of. I completely agree. So I appreciate uh, your take on that. Uh, unfortunately, we're already quickly running out of time. Great conversations always uh, do that. But before I let you go, please let everybody know. Uh, share any of the uh, websites that you need to share. Uh, let them know where they can find your work. And, uh, you know, Uh, Again, if you're inviting people to follow you on social media, let them know what your handles are and in what platforms they can look for you. Great. So the only social media that I actually interact with everyone on and I try hard, uh, if you go to X or Twitter, you can find me at at RealJasonNelson. You'll get to see lots of cute pictures of my children, but I also do talk a lot of politics. So, Uh, And then our company is – you you can find Prepper All Naturals at WholeCows.com. I appreciate you letting me mention that. But I will say this, folks, whether you go to WholeCows.com or whether you go to any other place, if you are not preparing your family right now for three to six months of self-sustainability, you are not ready. You are not going to be ready for what's coming down the pipeline. So please go find, whether it's wholecows.com or whether it's, I, I don't know your company and I apologize, but go out and, uh, and, and start prepping now because folks, it's coming. I didn't start this company uh, to get rich. I started this company to take care of Americans. All right. Thank you so much for taking some of your time out to talk to us tonight, Jason. And I uh, I appreciate everything you've done and are doing. I can't wait till we get a chance to get together and talk again. Hopefully we can deep dive into a particular subject then. I just wanted to make sure people knew who you were before we got into anything. Godspeed to you, sir. God bless. Keep up the great work. God bless you, Tim. Thank you. All right. 
Ladies and gentlemen, that is Jason Nelson. There will be links in the show description for the podcast listeners. Please don't go anywhere as we reset and uh, come back for hour number two after this. You're listening to Tap Into The Truth. This is Tim Tap, host of Tap Into the Truth that you can hear every Friday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on the K-Star Talk Radio Network, Liberty Talk FM, ZMA Radio, and the Vera Network. and gentlemen thank you so very much for staying with us as we reset the hour and now we dive headlong into hour number two of the friday night live show thank you for being here i got to give another shout out to amy holland for so kindly screaming in doug's ear every time when she mentions my name there uh, it's always great to have uh, listeners of the show that are so into it that they want to be part of it like that and i hope that you guys will eventually feel the same way as well we're going to be joined here in just a few minutes by Dr. Carol Lieberman. She, of course, has been on a few times, and we still have Robert Fortis uh, coming up a little bit later, so we still have a lot to get to. But if for any reason whatsoever you missed the end of our number one, we just finished talking to Jason Nelson, a man who is in the business of helping you to be prepared, and he told you if you don't have at least three months of self-sufficiency established, you are already behind what you need to be based on what we all know is coming down the pike. You know, we, we talk about, I've been asking you for better than a month now, are you ready when things go sideways? Not if, but when. And in order to make sure that you do that, I, I like Jason a lot, but I'm going to send you to my friends over at Four Patriots. Now, I'll have a link in the show description for Jason's uh, company as well. And I highly recommend you check and see it because they are doing some unique things with preparedness food. They are. But they're still not going to match up with the overall variety and 
everything that is super cool about the Doug in the control room is pulling out his tote right now. It looks like the three-month supply. Oh, there's a second tote. Uh-oh. I think what Doug is showing me right now is that he is, in fact, three months prepared right there with emergency survival food. And that's what you guys need to be, too. And Four Patriots actually has... A three-month supply kit. They also have a one-year supply kit. They've got all kinds of great stuff, uh, all kinds of food. It will last you up to 25 years in storage, but good luck getting it to stay around that long. Uh, my daughters, I can't keep my youngest daughter out of it. I just can't. I, I take a crowbar, and, and she keeps biting into it. Uh, Doug's showing me one of the packs right now for Patriots, and he's liking it. The old-fashioned chocolate pudding right there, part of the desserts they've got. And uh, he's doing the yum-yum in my tummy motion, so obviously he's broken uh, some of this out and sampled it. I know uh, a couple of weeks back he first got in some of the uh, the dessert bars, the lemon bars, things of that nature, and he was trying those. Um, everything passed the Doug test. So I got to tell you, it's good stuff. But that's not all they got. They got a ton of other things. Uh, whether you need uh, backup generators that are going to work on solar power, if it's going to be an extended period of time without anything, uh, just trust me. Go visit. See what they've got going on. You will not be sorry. That's fourpatriots.com backslash T-A-P-P. If you do that, you're going to have the opportunity to make sure that you are letting them know I sent you, and they're going to start you off on the page that starts with this week's deals and, in some cases, last chance opportunities to get some items. So that's the number four, patriots.com backslash T-A-P-P. Doug, do we have uh, Carol ready to, to join us? She is ready. So I've already babbled longer than I should have. We need to go ahead and get uh, Dr. Carol Lieberman uh, on. She's been kind enough to join us in the past uh, uh, several times, actually. Uh, she's known as America's Psychiatrist. She is a board-certified Beverly Hills Psychiatrist. She's a best-selling, award-winning author, several books. And i, I got to tell you, she's... She's always a blast to talk to, too. She's got uh, information and uh, points of views you're just not going to get anywhere else. And best of all, she's not afraid to just flat out tell you the truth. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show once again, Miss Carol Lieberman, MD, a.k.a. America's Psychiatrist. Uh, Dr. Lieberman, thanks again for joining us once more. How are you doing this Friday night? You're very welcome. I'm doing great. All right. We, uh, we've got some craziness going on. You were on not long after uh, Hamas uh, perpetrated their terrorist attack on Israel on October 7th. And uh, at that point, uh, you were expressing a lot of the same sentiments that I've been expressing in that same uh, time frame. Uh, not only the inhumanity of what Hamas carried out, but the flat-out historical ignorance and just a willfulness to ignore basic humanity by people in Western nations, even here in the United States, to the point that is absolutely shameful. Uh, in the process, we've now uh, seen a poll come out uh, about a week and a half ago that says that roughly about three out of ten uh, Gen Z folks now old enough to vote actually believe that Osama bin Laden 
was a good guy. We we saw this thing on TikTok initially start where they were reading and acting like it was mind-blowing philosophy uh, going over uh, bin Laden's letter to America where he basically tried to justify his terrorist actions. And it seemed like a lot of people started buying into it then and now – a ridiculously large number. So I've heard people say, well, that's just 30%, Tim. 30% of any American believing that Osama bin Laden was a good guy is an insanely huge number, and it doesn't pretend well for the direction that our young people are going in. So obviously you were one of the first people that I wanted to talk to about this poll, uh, knowing that you have uh, – specialization in the type of insights that we're looking at. So I, I know that you've seen the poll. Uh, we'll start with what your first impressions were when you saw this. Well, it was pretty shocking. Actually, um, they did the poll, the, um, the Daily Mail did the poll after um, the situation where these so-called influencers were um, putting up, as you were saying, Osama bin Laden's letter to America that he wrote in 2002, which was just a rationalization for why he did the right thing in trying to destroy America. And, um, of course, they only picked the parts that had to do with Israel, you know, in other words, where he said one of the reasons why he wanted to destroy America was because America is an ally of Israel. And also, you know, they picked this anti-Semitic part. Um, but his letter to America was actually much longer than that. But after, you know, that happened and people started copying it, it went viral. And um, not just on TikTok, but on, um, you know, in, on other social media platforms, because TikTok eventually said they were going to try to stop it, you know, on their platform. But, I mean, the, the, <laughs> the horse was already out of the barn. And... Uh, and so anyhow, so then they did this poll to, like, look into this further. And that's where they got the 30%. And there are other figures that are pretty astounding. Um, you know, the younger the person is who they polled, the more likely they were to believe that Osama bin Laden was a good guy and what he was um, saying, you know, what his ideas to destroy America were good ideas. Um, the, the younger the person was, the more likely they were be to believe in that. And, um, it, of course, it's, it's, it's very frightening. Um, I mean, it's shocking. It's crazy. But it's also frightening um, because, well, of course, these were people who some of them weren't born then um, and don't really have the firsthand experience of that day. But it's more than that. I, I blame it on three things. The first thing is um, the leftist schools, the leftist education. There has been a gradual infiltration of our schools on purpose. You know, we're, we're all sort of waking up to it now, but it's been going on for years. And um, it's a gradual infiltration with leftist ideas. Notably, the main idea is that America is bad and we should destroy it. So if you're going to believe that, then oh, that makes Osama bin Laden good because that was his idea to destroy America. So it kind of fits into the general pattern of what they've been learning. Another reason for this is TikTok. Um, TikTok, you know, which is owned by the Chinese Communist Party, uh, is a, an incredible, it's, it's a weapon of mass destruction. Um, but destroying the minds 
of the people who look at it, especially young people are attracted to it, but adults too, uh, destroying people's minds, twisting their thoughts. It's propaganda, not just things like Osama bin Laden, but even just the challenges. You know, TikTok is especially known for all the crazy challenges that they tell kids to do, you know, like choking, the choking game, and um, uh, spitting on food in, in grocery stores, and bringing a gun to school. I mean, all kinds of things. And so they're really things determined, first of all, it's determined to addict kids to TikTok, which is, you know, they're doing really well at that. Um, and to, so that they spend their time on TikTok, wasting their time on TikTok, instead of learning or doing sports or something else that's more productive. And then, of course, the third reason why we have this crazy um, statistic of 30% of Gen Z, you know, agreeing with Osama bin Laden, is Obama, Obama bin Laden. I think I'm going to start calling him. Actually, I do sometimes do that by a Freudian slip, mix up Osama and Obama, because it is essentially the same thing. He is, I call him the terrorist um, in chief, the, the terrorist sympathizer in chief. Um, he made our country more vulnerable to terrorists than any other president. Um, he has a hold. He is running the government. Biden is technically, supposedly, if you believe it, the president. Um, but it is, it is, I was just going to do it. It is Obama who um, is really running the country because Biden has dementia and it is very easy for Obama to rule the country because um, Biden doesn't know where he is half the time and the other half the time he's on vacation. So Obama really has free reign. And it is coming out more now, you know, ever since October 7th, Hamas's invasion of Israel, attack on Israel. Um, it's becoming more apparent as they both sort of waffle, you know, between um, not, wanting to, not wanting to offend Israel too much, but on the other hand, not wanting to offend terrorists or terrorist sympathizers. So it's really becoming more apparent for people to see. And I always like to remind people that, Obama went to school in for a while as a child uh, in madrasas. And what do madrasas teach? They teach that you need to destroy Israel, you need to kill Jews, and also, of course, the biggest thing is they teach global jihad. You know, Israel and Jews are first to destroy, but the intention is not just to stop there, it's, it's global jihad, which is why it just boggles my mind. I, I guess I go between being furious and being just uh, disbelieving. Um, the people who are protesting on behalf of Hamas and, and um, Palestine, um, or Palestinians, uh, but they, don't, they have no clue that, um, that terrorists want to destroy them, too. Yeah. yeah, if somehow or another we have had this complete disconnect as the the political left has managed to take over education in the country, they push the idea of the oppressor oppressed paradigm, and it's more important that you support an oppressed people, regardless of why they're being oppressed. Because let's face it, if you want to use that terminology, yeah, there is some level of oppression happening uh, every time someone is incarcerated. But if you murdered someone and that's the reason you're incarcerated. 
period, then that oppression is not only justified, it's necessary for a right. civil society to function. Uh, if you have a group of terrorists uh, that are wanting to not just kill some of you, but wanting to commit acts of genocide that openly tell you this, then that is the issue. But if you bought into the oppressor, uh, oppressed uh duality, then you have to be on the side of the oppressed in order to be the good guy. And I was right. talking back in the first hour with another guest uh, about how unfortunately right now it looks as if we have a, an, a ridiculously large number of young people that would be willing to help uh, Iranian terrorist or Palestinian yes. terrorist or even uh, any other type of terrorist to carry out terroristic operations here on American soil because yes. they do firmly believe we should be torn down. And I think that's the scariest aspect here, and we're seeing it play out because this poll isn't just about people thinking bin Laden's a, a good guy or a bad guy. It's about how much you're willing to justify in order to – perform an action that you think is for justice and unfortunately also how many people are buying into the fact that that actually would be justice yes you know um ever since as i'm sure we've talked about before um ever since 9 11 i became the terrorist therapist i have it trademarked in fact and um I have been helping people cope with the memories of 9-11, the impact of 9-11, and also, you know, the threat of terrorism that has been ongoing uh, since 9-11. And before 9-11, we just weren't that much aware of it before 9-11. And um, warning people about, you know, what's going on in the world. Um, I mean, there are – people don't understand it because the mainstream media here does not talk about it. But there are terrorist attacks going on uh, in the world – especially in Western Europe, in France, and, and the U.K., and Germany, and Belgium, every day. And, if, and if, for example, in Belgium, where I went to medical school, they have these no, and in France, for that matter, um, they have these no-go areas where police aren't allowed to go because it, they are infested with terrorists, basically, you know, migrants who come from radical Islamist countries. And, um, and, and, you know, there are rapes all the time from these migrants, by these migrants. There are, there's theft, there's, um, um, what do you call it, churches and, and synagogues are vandalized. And, I mean, this is, this is ongoing. And, uh, but you wouldn't know about it. And just recently, in, in, you know, every time there is an attack or there's an incident here in America that could be a terrorist attack, the media is the first um, people <laughs> the to, to downplay it and deny that it's a terror attack. I mean, also sometimes the police and sometimes, you know, various authorities. But like, for example, there was a, an attack recently in, um, in Rochester, New York. And um, it was a man who, um, who drove his car. It was basically a ramming attack, which is a typical terrorist attack. He took his car. He rented the car, which is also typical. He rented the car, and he rammed it into another car, to, and which rammed it into uh, pedestrians coming out of a concert. Well, where did you hear that coming out of a concert last? Um, well, besides Israel, of course, it was a concert. But also in Manchester in the U.K., they, there was a suicide bomber a few years ago that killed a bunch of people in coming out of a concert. I mean, it had all the 
um, earmarks of a terrorist attack, and yet they refused to, to say that this was a terrorist. Uh, so so it's, people you know, are more in danger when the media hides these things. Right. Yeah, and you know, as, as we've noticed for a while, we've talked about it before, and uh, of course, uh, I, I don't think we can talk about it enough. It comes right down to it that, unfortunately, our mainstream legacy media it no longer calls balls and strikes. It tells the narrative and the propaganda stories of the middle to far extreme left political advice, and they try to paint you out as the crazy person. If you write down the middle, just try to tell the truth about an event that happened, and it doesn't matter what issue we're talking about, that endangers the public. But when it comes to this particular topic, more so than uh, just about any other scenario, because if you can't at least have a level of I should be uh, aware of my surroundings, I should be paying more attention uh, rather than being told that, well, if you're noticing other people on the street that might be menacing, then you're probably engaging in, in an act of racism or uh, right. some other silliness. But I really wanted to ask you, though, what the – what is it that we're seeing in the mindset of some of these younger uh, folks that are under the influence of college professors, obviously, they've fallen under the influence of the political left, that are literally parts of groups and organizations like Queers for Palestine or Feminists for uh, Palestine, when it's so clear-cut that these people that they're trying to stand up for would literally kill them given half an opportunity for no other reason than just who they are. Uh, yes. it, what is the mindset there? Uh, what would your diagnosis be uh, as a uh, trained psychiatrist? Uh, sheep. <laughs> the same <laughs> diagnosis that I gave to people who took the, the, um, the COVID vaccine, sheep. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm sort of, you know, talking uh, somewhat, Somewhat, you know, I don't know, jokingly, but I mean, it's not something to joke about. But I love, I love gallows humor because that's the only way we can survive, quite, quite frankly. Right. Right. You know, I do a podcast <laughs> called The Terrorist Therapist Show, and um, I mean, I do sometimes laugh. I do laugh, but you know, I try to get people to. I mean, otherwise we would we would really be in deep trouble if we if we fall into a, a deep depression such that we can't actually get out of it to do things about this. So this is, this is what I'm suggesting that we do. Um, two tiers. The first tier is the more urgent tier. And you mentioned, you know, that they're having these college professors, but what parents need to know, what everybody needs to know, is that it's not just colleges. I mean, yes, we've all been paying attention to Harvard, and thank God she, she resigned and all of that, and the other one resigned. Um, from the other college that was uh, at, at Congress, um, there's this one left from that group, you know, the people who were saying, well, it depends on the context, whether it's bad to say, uh, you know, Israel is committing genocide or Israel should or we should have genocide against the Jews or whatever they were saying. Um, but the, the solution um, is, first of all, the, the most urgent solution is to get rid of um, the presidents, not just of universities, but of of, of high schools and, and middle schools and, and um, elementary schools. There are even teachers in preschool. There, there have been some stories about teachers in preschools who are teaching these kinds of ideas. 
anti-Semitic ideas, anti-Israel ideas, um, totally ignorant about terrorism. And um, and so we have to get rid of these people. I mean, I, yes, I, I, there's no two ways about it, because you can't change their spots, you know, like a leopard. <laughs> and um, and and so that's the first part. And we should also expel the students, like the college students who are doing these things, who are calling for genocide against the Jews and all of that. Um, because, because, and you know, the, the colleges gave the excuse, well, we can't expel them because they're on student visas and then they'd have to go back to their country. Well, yeah, <laughs> you know, yes, we don't need people like this in our country. So that's the first part. Same thing with like jobs, you know, um, people it was in different uh, companies who are expressing these kinds of views. Um, that's the big, that's the, the, the first priority, the most urgent thing. Then the second thing that takes longer is uh, we need more education starting from preschool about, well, maybe not preschool about terrorism, but certainly in, um, certainly uh, elementary school, starting in elementary school, about what is terrorism and, um, and, and a, the whole nine yards. And, of course, you know, that's where my book comes in that I wrote a few years ago, but it's never been more needed than now. Um, I wrote a book called Lions and Tigers and Terrorists, Oh My, How to Protect Your Child in a Time of Terror. And the first half of the book is for grown-ups, parents, and teachers, anybody who deals with kids, how to talk to kids about terrorism, what to do to make your kids more resilient, you know, for when there are terror attacks and so on, um, you know, how to how to answer their questions. And then the second half of the book is a picture book. Um, really covers all of the, the, the important points of terrorism, from what is a terrorist to why do terrorists want to attack us, um, to the underwear bomber, the shoe bomber, um, the Paris, the um, you know the magazine that had the cartoon of Mohammed, the, the Boston Marathon, of course 9/11. You know all of the key uh, classic. Uh, issues in terrorism and it explains it in a way that doesn't terrify them and so yes <laughs> a book in every school <laughs> in every classroom but and then um and then of course also um parents have to be spending more time with their kids teaching them uh values that rather than just spending you know not having dinner with the whole family or letting their kids uh, be on their phone the whole time, or they need to start being parents instead of being friends. Yeah. Yeah, I, we definitely need to make sure, because one of the, the hardest things that I had to make time for, for my youngest daughter, the last two years of uh, her time in uh, school, was to make sure that no matter what, I didn't let her worm away, and we would have the time deprogramming from all of the propagandist crap that was being taught beyond what the education was supposed to be. But, uh, you know, it, it sounds to me, uh, uh, Dr. Lieberman, at, at the very first time you came on the show, we were talking about that book, but I think I quibbed then, and I'm going to say it again now, uh, we don't just need that book in every classroom. We need it in every newsroom in America, too, <laughs> because That's we've got true. some folks. Uh, it, it's insane. They uh, don't know about terrorism I, either. 
Yeah. All right. As always, good conversations go by far too quickly. Uh, our time is quickly running out. Dr. Lieberman, thank you so much for being here. As always, I appreciate the opportunity to speak with you. Please let everybody know where they can find your work. Feel uh, free to share any websites that you want to, as well as uh, any uh, social media handles on any platforms that you're inviting people to follow you. Uh, basically, anything else you want to throw out there as well, uh, now's the time. Sure. Sure. Um, well, the, the most relevant uh, website of mine is TerroristTherapist.com. TerroristTherapist.com. You can get the book there, of course, as well as on Amazon. You can see lots of videos. You can see the video that I have on this mobile billboard that goes around on the anniversaries of 9-11 and lots of other um, information about terrorism. Uh, then my, my Twitter is at Dr. Carol MD, so at D R C A R O L E M D. All right, as always, once again, thank you so much. Godspeed to you. Appreciate all the the good work you've been doing, and uh, I can't wait till we get together. I, I would hope at some point, though, uh, Dr. Learman, that our next conversation will be over something pleasant that happened. That seems to be the one thing we don't get to have. <laughs> yes, I know. Well, hopefully, the pleasant thing is, is if 2024 turns out to be the le the year when Americans start recognizing, you know, the what they need to do in regard to terrorism. From your uh, lips to God's ear, uh, ladies and gentlemen, that was Dr. Carol Lieberman, and uh, of course, she is uh, host of the uh, Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America host of the Terrorist Therapist podcast, and the author of multiple books. Check them all out, and uh, don't go anywhere, because right after I remind you about our friends over at Vanish Holster, uh, the most comfortable holster on the planet, a holster that you will love using more than any other holster you have, because it allows you to carry almost not, almost every firearm that's out there. It lets you do it without a tactical belt. It lets you carry multiple positions. It lets you conceal two fully loaded magazines for a quick reload. Uh, we know what's going on. Terrorism is on the rise worldwide. It never really slowed down much, really. You just stopped hearing about it. But the threat of terrorism on American soil is looming larger than it has in a long time. So, again, visit our friends at Vanish Holster at www.vnsh.com backslash TAPP. Use the backslash TAPP to automatically activate a discount for purchase. But go visit, see what they've got going on. That's vnsh.com backslash TAPP, and we'll be right back. Hello, this is Robert Borton, CEO of Classical Conversations, the world's largest homeschooling classical community. And we are on with Tim Tapp, and we are going to tap into the truth. These rich men know the rich men. Lord knows they all just want to have total control. Want to know what you think. Want to know what you do. And they don't think you know, but I know that you do. Is the United States fully operational as a sovereign, independent republic? Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook, brought to you by Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. 
Recently, a group of illegal border crossers from Venezuela felt bold enough to plant a Venezuelan flag on a small U.S. island in the Rio Grande River and then proceeded to march straight into the Eagle Pass area of Texas. The flag planting by the group of mostly Venezuelan illegals could have been driven by the recent declaration of the Joe Biden regime of massive amnesty for foreign nationals from Venezuela. Uncle Joe decided to allow hundreds of thousands of Venezuelans already in our country to live and work here at U.S. taxpayer expense, of course, for 18 months. The decision followed intense advocacy by top New York Democrats, including Governor Kathy Hochul and Mayor Eric Adams, who recently begged for $12 billion to help pay for the cost of illegals rapidly turning Manhattan into a dreaded island of doom. I don't know about you, my fellow Americans, but it seems as if the government has officially turned into a giant version of Nero, who fiddled while Rome burned at the hands of barbarians. May God please save us. I'm Ron Edwards. Join me live weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 Pacific, to find out where. Go to theronedwards.com. Second Skull is a protective headgear company with a patented line of impact-reducing products. At Second Skull, we focus on head protection as our only priority so that we can be the absolute best at it. With an estimated 2.8 million Americans sustaining a traumatic brain injury each year, There have been recent declines in athletic participation levels. We believe that concerns and fears of head injuries are factors contributing to these declines in activity levels. Second Skull has protection for every sport and for every athlete. Our product line of thin, lightweight, breathable, and practical solutions are each tested at independent and accredited laboratories. These products are patented and proven. Constitutional Grounds, the hot air roasted coffee that produces a smoother, richer, healthier, and less acetic coffee. Our unique hot air roasted coffee has a most delicious taste that everyone is raving about because you want the best. Constitutional Grounds is the coffee you want in your cup. Simply go to BlueEdgeCoffeeCrafters.com and click on to the Constitutional Grounds coffee display to make your purchase and to be sure to use the RE10 promo code and you will receive a 10% discount. Remember... Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. Hello, my name is Tyler Boone, singer-songwriter and founder of the award-winning homegrown Boone's Bourbon label out of Charleston, South Carolina. In just four years, Boone's Bourbon has been awarded some incredible awards, such as the Platinum Los Angeles, Double Gold New York, Gold Las Vegas, Silver Denver, and also named Top 6 in the world in Forbes. We're also being featured in Rolling Stone magazine, Billboard magazine, American Songwriter, and we're also now available in 24 states all across the country. So Boone's Bourbon is a high-proof, cash-strength bourbon at 117 proof. We are 75 corn, 21 rye, 4 barley, and at our price point, we're beating the competition at $40 in the retail stores. Boone's Bourbon is a family-owned business out of Charleston, South Carolina with my father, Mick Boone. Cheers, and we hope to see you soon. Hey, Jared, what's up? Well, my company gave me this Pride T-shirt. They say i got to wear it to celebrate the LGBTQ. That's not really my thing, and, well, I sure as hell don't want to promote it. Yeah, I can understand that. What are you going to do? I don't know. I'm just tired of all this woke bullshit. I mean, I've worked 20 years for this company. Well, they've been great until they started all this crap. I just want a job where I'm not forced to support all this nonsense. Yeah, I hear you. I'm Andrew Krabschett, CEO of RedBalloon.Work. America's woke-free job board. We connect good employees with great companies without all that woke bullshit. 
So if you're an employee who's tired of all the nonsense, then put your resume on Red Balloon. And if you're an employer looking for hardworking, reliable job seekers, then post your open jobs at redballoon.work. I'm Andrew Krabsch... Wait, no, it's okay, guys. That's just my last name. I'm Andrew Krabschetz from redballoon.work. Check us out today. Hi, this is Matt Fitzgibbons at PatriotMusic.com. If you share my passion for the simple but timeless principles that made our republic great and you like rock music, check out my five albums and videos on American history at PatriotMusic.com. You say gun control is using both hands. I've got to be free the way God made men. And I won't be ruled by the damn U.N. You're listening to Tap Into The Truth. This is Matt Fitzgibbons. This is Amy Hallam. This is AZ. Sharing the night together. Sharing the night together. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so very much for sharing Friday night with me. Glad to have you here. I want to give a shout out to Arizona Antihero, uh, aka As, uh, hanging out with us over at MeWe in the Last Frequency group chat. Uh, glad to have you here on board. And you guys can uh, join there as well if you are so inclined. Would uh, love having you guys in there and have a little more interaction that way. Before we get to our next guest, I do have one last sponsor that I need to talk to you about. And it might be uh, – well, you know, I was going to say it might be the, the, the most important one to talk about. But I think based on all of our topics today – uh, four Patriots and Vanish Holster maybe are more important, but here's the deal. Uh, the dollar is in danger. You know, they're looking to move to the digital dollar. All your financial privacy, your financial privacy will be gone at that point. So maybe you should have a hedge against inflation and a means to conduct trade with a commodity that's never been worth zero. We're, of course, talking about gold and silver. Uh, bottom line is, if you've been thinking about gold uh, as part of your plan moving forward, or maybe you just don't understand how physical gold can help diversify and protect your hard-earned wealth, well, then what you ought to do is give my gold company a call. We're talking about the folks over at Harvard Gold Group. They have five-star ratings across the board from the Better Business Bureau. They make it easy to buy and easy to sell. They've got a low price guarantee. Uh, you've got a phenomenal program for promotional gold and silver with qualifying purchases. You just need to call for their free investor's guide uh, to – Find out exactly what it is that you need to do to qualify and to see everything they have to offer. So whether you want to protect your retirement account or you just want to have gold in hand, call Harvard Gold Group right now at 844-977-GOLD. That's 844-977-4653. Or you can give them a quick visit online at harvardgoldgroup.com. Just make sure that you mention uh, promo code TAP, T-A-P-P. Or if you're on the phone and they ask how you heard about it, make sure you mention uh, tap or tap into the truth. Uh, these things will help, and it will qualify you for additional gold or silver 
part of the promotional bid on top of any other promotion you qualify for. Does require a, a qualifying purchase, but if you're going to do it, why not take advantage of some free stuff? All right. With all that being said, it is now time to bring on our final guest of the day. He is, of course, a returning guest at this point. He's the CEO of Classical Conversations, uh, an organization that supports classical Christian homeschooling. Uh, they're operational in all 50 states and in 30 different foreign countries, and they're looking to expand because they understand public school has become a cesspool, and <laughs> they're fighting <laughs> to try and uh, correct that issue. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show, Mr. Robert uh, Bortens. Uh, Robert, again, thank you for coming back on with us again. How are you doing this Friday? I'm doing wonderful this Friday. <laughs> All right. Uh, obviously, uh, we've been talking a lot today, uh, inadvertently, indirectly, but then directly as we point out some of the solutions about the failings of education in particular. Uh, as we've talked about uh, the ongoing support for terrorists around the world, and as we've talked about uh, just character in general, uh, a lot of those solutions happen by more involvement with parents and, and guardians when the parents are not present for uh, one reason or another. And homeschooling really helps to to move that idea forward. So before we get into today's primary topic, I, I want you to remind everybody about what exactly it is that classical conversations do and how you guys work to support homeschooling uh, basically around the world. Yeah, so our main differentiator is we form communities that meet once a week and train homeschooling parents how to homeschool because most of us have never done it before, and homeschooling with a friend is uh, much easier than homeschooling alone. And we have a K-12 through curriculum, and we're on all 50 states and over 57 countries now. And uh, we want you to be able to love your children and educate them, and we believe that's what God intended you to do, and we want to help you fulfill that uh, mission. All right. Now, we have seen some rather shocking things uh, in the last three months of 2023, and it looks like, by all the current indicators, that 2024 is going to be a, a lot more of the same in a, a last-ditch effort to to claim as much territory as they can. So I wanted to touch with a couple of different topics if we have time, but I wanted to start with what we saw in Kansas, uh, where we have a school district out there that has approved a Satan club. Now, um, again, the excuses they used, I find it rather disconcerting because if you mention, I don't know, say Jesus, for example, on school grounds, they'll treat you like uh, you are, in fact, Satan in a horror movie where they call out the exorcist and run you off. Uh, but here, for the exact same reason they don't want a, a Christian club uh, existing, they now argue that a Satan club should. Uh, I know you've had a lot to say on this topic. So I just wanted to start with, what was your initial reaction when you first heard about this story? Well, the first time I heard about it, I was 
shocked, especially because they need a faculty member to be willing to serve as the, you know, the, the faculty representative. And so, you know, kids are going to do what kids do, but the fact that this school district and this particular school has hired someone who is willing to bring Satan into the school is uh, it's kind of crazy. And parents should be um, shocked and dismayed. But honestly, if you've been paying attention, it's really not that surprising. Yeah. I, I mean, we, we do see, you know, we, we talk a lot on this show about the uh, efforts to indoctrinate as opposed to educate. But this actually goes beyond indoctrination, and this goes into the realm of full-blown corruption. Uh, they they do not want students now to be armed with the ability uh, of critical thinking because that would poke too many holes in all the different things they're selling. But we have seen over time this effort for corruption of the mental capability and the corruption of your soul in general. Uh, a lot of homeschooling organizations tend to be uh, religious-based, uh, so it, it almost feels like it's intended to be a, a thumb in the eye. But at the same time, just this overwhelming level of spiritual corruption uh, is becoming more and more obvious, and this just seems like the latest in a very open and blatant attack uh, for that very purpose. And they continue to try and drive a wedge between the student and the parents, uh, whereas, you know, the, again, the upside of homeschooling and everything that Classical Conversations does is it actually draws the family unit closer together. It, it is about community, like you said, not just for that, but also in knowing that you can communicate with uh, like-minded folks who see this as well. But uh, it's been happening for a while, but at what point did you first see the blatancy of just the spiritual corruption that's led to, to this activity? Because this is not the first step. It's a, just the latest step. Uh, what was the first thing you saw that was a red flag to you that was an indicator that they were going beyond just pushing a political agenda but legitimately trying to, to corrupt uh, children's souls? Yeah, I mean, really, it's the beginning of public schools, which was before I was born. I mean, America's believed a lie, and that lie is that education is neutral, that you can learn 2 plus 2 equals 4, and that's not a religious idea. But if you're a Christian and you believe that God created everything, then we learn who he is through his creation. And so our mission at Classical Conversations is to know God and to make him known. And so if you have a school district that says, you know, oh, you know, the fact that we live in an orderly world, which was not created out of chaos, but created out of a spiritual being, right? They can't say that. They believe in randomization. So that's why you have all these kids who are depressed and don't know about the future because they just believe they're you know, random molecules that have been accumulated at this time that uh, you're going to have an education system that denies God. And so, unfortunately, our public schools deny that a creator exists, and it is a religious statement if you send your kids to public school because they're going to teach them uh, ideas that are contrary to truth. 
it's just I, I don't know. I, I just still have a hard time wrapping my mind around how blatant and open they've come uh, about it, though. Uh, I, I can still recall uh, I'm out here in Tennessee. And, you know, a lot of folks, if you've never been to this part of the country, especially if you're from up north, you've got this strange idea about hillbillies with hay in our teeth and uh we don't have shoes and, and we we have maybe two teeth and, and they don't think we understand anything about education and of course you know everybody's got this character in their mind but i do remember not that long ago when we did still have we were among some of the last states to still have the one room uh the one classroom schools and you know the communities honestly ran those schools you the teachers were answerable to the parents in a very real way and we've moved to this point where uh, we have actually gone from teachers literally begging parents to be involved in classroom activities and, and to volunteer and to help out to now you are required to sign waivers that you will not get involved in classroom stuff and if uh, as we saw during the COVID uh, distance learning, you had to sign paperwork agreeing that you wouldn't peek in on what the teachers were doing. And to me, that is a huge red flag, but uh, it's just so blatant. I just have so much trouble with that aspect. But uh, another topic I wanted to touch on, though, uh, and this one's a little bit older because this was in the news a bit uh, a while back, but it still feels very, very timely because of everything that we're seeing on college campuses uh, and, and as my last guest pointed out and, and as i've said on the show more than once this is actually stuff that's going on now at the high school and the middle school the grammar school level even in some cases kindergarten and preschool but we saw this uh, situation where a report came out where new york city's department of education uh, they denied it of course but it certainly looked like they were promoting teachers specifically for their anti-Semitic views, that they were wanting these teachers to be in higher level and more higher profile positions, uh, literally promoting anti-Semitism across the board. Um, this also was something that can be avoided with homeschooling. But again, this is a story that when I first saw it, uh, you were one of the first people I thought of. It's like, I've got to get Robert back on so we can talk about uh, what the solution here is, uh, because it's clearly a problem. Uh, whether we're talking about uh, gender theory or uh, radical race theory or just preaching negative values like anti-Semitism, uh, we've just got to take control of our children's education again. We've got to stop... Uh, delegating to that to people that actually want to harm our children. Uh, but again, when this story came out, what was your first reaction to it? Well, I wasn't surprised. The biggest thing, though, I hear from parents is, oh, that's in New York City. That's in that's not in my school. I'm like, oh, my goodness, it is in your school. It is absolutely everywhere in the United States. It's in our teachers' colleges, and it's being propagated through our teachers' colleges, to our elementary schools, to our middle schools, to our high schools. And it's this whole idea of oppressor and oppressed. And 
they believe through critical race theory, which they all have taught and bought into, is that the Jews are the oppressors. And if you're an oppressor, the uh, oppressed can do whatever you want to them. And so it wasn't really surprising to me when you saw that these high school students and middle school students are, you know, supporting uh, Palestine and supporting Hamas and supporting people who raped and murdered uh, young people who were 100% innocent and is totally behind the whole worldview that has really infiltrated and destroyed our public school system. That uh, that if you uh, if you're a certain race or color or creed that you're automatically bad, and if you're a minority, whatever minority that could be, um, you're you're good. And uh, it's unfortunate instead of what Martin Luther King, you know, really aspired for, uh, content of character, that uh, we have devolved ourselves into the color of our skin, to our sexual identity, and uh, it's just uh, it's sad, and you just see it in the statistics that our children, our youth are depressed, they have identity issues, they're suicidal, and... Uh, it's the fruit of this worldview that we've adopted in the United States uh, through our education system. Yeah, yeah. There's, it's clear cut. Uh, the, like you mentioned, the stats they they painted out. Most of these young people, they feel something missing, and they have no idea what to fill it with because they're not allowed to pursue uh, a personal relationship with God, and that's where the keys that classical conversations focus on classical education, Christian viewpoint, and community. Uh, the three C's that literally can save education and go a long way towards saving Western civilization, because those are the things that all Western societies have kind of lost contact with. They they feel like they're bound to try to promote this secular society because we're not allowed to force our beliefs on anyone else and yet we see the political beliefs that uh, the political left have no qualms at all about trying to force that on everybody and they don't make a differential there is no understanding of the creation of the juxtaposition they just want their way they're willing to do whatever it takes to get there and they they honestly don't care about the children who are getting hurt in the crossfire or anyone else for that matter as long as they get what they want that's what makes uh, organizations like yours so important and the re gentle gentle reminder uh, to all the parents and grandparents out there that we have to be more involved on a daily basis. If you can't homeschool for some strange reason, uh, and you'll be surprised to find out that just thinking you can't doesn't mean that you can't. That's why you should get in touch with folks like Classical Conversations. You'll be surprised at how easy it actually is. And not that it's easy, easy, but it's easier than you think it is. But if you can't, then you still need to be more involved. You need to spend the daily time deprogramming the indoctrination. You need to do all the good things. Uh, Robert, again, thank you so much for joining us. I'm going to give you the last word uh, with any final uh, comments uh, based on either what I said or anything else you want to share. But then please let everybody know where they can find your work. Feel free to share the websites. And if you're inviting people to follow you on social media, uh, go ahead and share those uh, handles and platforms that you're operating on. Yeah, uh, you've got 
homeschooling is much simpler than you think it is, and groups like Classical Conversations will definitely help you get started. You can follow us on any sort of social media except TikTok uh, with Classical Conversations. You can go to our website, classicalconversations.com. You can follow me, The Robert B. Show, on X or Instagram, and you can go to my website, robertbortons.com, to uh, keep up with me as well. So uh, appreciate everything you're doing to get the truth out there. All right. Well, I'm just trying to provide a platform, sir. Uh, organizations like yours are doing the heavy lifting and trying to save the republic. Uh, heaven knows we, we need that kind of work. So God bless. Keep up the good work. And uh, I look forward to our next opportunity to get together and talk. Uh, I'm very hopeful and optimistic that in 2024 we'll have a chance to talk about some positive things and some positive developments. Meanwhile, again, Godspeed to you, sir. Thank you so much, and Jesus is still king. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Robert Bortis. Uh, we will have uh, links in the show description for the podcast listeners, of course. Uh, we're almost out of time tonight, so I, I don't have a lot of uh, time to prattle on very much like I normally like to do as we wind down. I did mention back in the first hour, and I will put a link to it as well, uh, something I hope you'll take the time to read. Uh, uh, an article that I wrote a couple of days ago, it got published today over at uh, BizPack Review, and uh, it's an opinion piece titled, Is There More to Democrat Support of Iranian Theocracy Than Bad Policy? Uh, a little longer than my normal rants, and it uh, lists a lot of uh, different things that separately don't look like much, but when you start seeing them together, it certainly paints a pattern. And the most important thing is it's not even a thorough list. It is not an exhaustive list. Uh, so, again, I hope you'll take the time to read it. The link will be in the show description uh, with everything else. In the meanwhile, guys, go out there and have a great weekend. I mean, it sounds like all gloom and doom based on everything you heard, right? Go have a good weekend. Spend some time with the family. Remember the reasons we fight to save the republic. And uh, you know what? As always, don't take my word for any of it. Don't take their word for it. Be prepared to put in some effort, and most importantly, use your brain if you really want to tap into the truth. Good night, everybody. Using both hands 
is using both hands. Using both hands. <laughs> 